we were willing to do the work to bring about change in Ferguson. We're not finished. So I've had the pleasure of uh, just watching what's happening in Ferguson. And so it's a point of personal pride for me to be able to talk to you today. Uh, Super excited about your election as the first, not just the first black mayor of Ferguson, but the first African-American mayor in the state of Missouri. That is quite an accomplishment. Can you just tell me, you know, how you felt when you learned that you had actually won the election? Well, (laughs) first of all, thanks for having me on the program. And to be honest with you, everyone was calling and saying, your numbers are so high. You won. You won. I say, no, I'm not going to believe it until my media person taps me on the shoulder and say, you won. So when Patricia and my campaign manager, Tim, came and tapped me on the shoulder and say, now you can celebrate, I started dancing. <laughs> That's so St. Louis. See, we got to see it. It's got to be real for us, right? right. We show me state in Missouri. It has to be real. So I started dancing. And uh, my daughter had, a, she was excited. She renamed me. I'm not her mom anymore. I'm mayor mom. <laughs> so it was phenomenal. The people were, I mean, the people were very excited. Yeah, it's, it's well, you know, people all over the country, you're, we are like your daughters, your sisters, your, your, your tribe. We were all celebrating with you because we know what Ferguson has been through And it's such a moment. And I just want to start there with this interview talking about Mike Brown. And you you can't think about where Ferguson is today and the tremendous accomplishment that you have without thinking about Mike. Uh, You know, 18 years old, has this horrific encounter with the police on the streets of Ferguson. Uh, He ends up dead in the streets. And then we saw these these national this 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 national media attention descends onto Ferguson uh, and show Ferguson in, in some ways in this really horrible light as, as military type police took over the streets of Ferguson. Can you just tell me what was it like being a forty year resident of Ferguson, watching all of that um you know just unfold? Well, it was it, it was very horrifying because the night that his verdict came and they found the police officer not guilty, I went to bed with my clothes on. I had a suitcase packed at my garage door. My family was saying, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. I say, no, I'm going to stay until I have to leave. So it, it, it was very hard for a, a lot of us to try to go to sleep that night. So when the verdict came down, but since then, as you know, that we are under consent decree and we in the fourth year of the consent decree. So we have been working diligently to move Ferguson forward and set a different tone with the police department and with the court system. And so right now the court system has been reformed and right now the police department still have a lot of work to do, but they are much better than what they were because a lot of the people who were on the force back in 2014 are no longer there. And so we have a, a good group of uh, officers who really trying to work with the neighborhoods. 
So, so Mayor Jones, and, and I'm going to uh, use that title, as your daughter has so amply said, we should be calling you Mayor Jones now, not Miss Jones. But, but Mayor Jones, you weren't in politics before 2015. I looked, uh, you know, I did some research. I, I know you were a chemist. You got a chemistry degree from the University of Missouri. You worked for Wash U's Medical School. And you are even a pastor of an AME church. So how does, you know, take us from chemist pastor to politician? (laughs) It's a very uh, exciting journey. And I say that because when I was a chemist, uh, I was in a biomedical lab and it was something I had always wanted to do, chemistry, and I fulfilled that. And then I just kept having something tug at me and say, you don't want to be isolated. You need to be with people. And so I was in the ministry at the time. And so I quit being uh, working as a chemist at Warshu, went into ministry full time, enjoyed it. I loved it. I owned my own business with Mary Kay Cosmetics at the same time. Loved everything. Had a good life, enjoying life. And then in October of 2013, my husband passed away. And then my whole world changed. I was not interested in my business anymore. I had already resigned from being a pastor. So I just kept saying, okay, what what else am I supposed to be doing? And a couple of people came knocking on my door and say, we've been watching you. We've been looking at your career. Why don't you run for city council of Ferguson? I said, me? <laughs> I'm the wrong person. I love people. I love to talk. They said, you will be perfect. And I ran for office against four other people. I won the seat. And here I am today. And, you know, people often ask me, well, you're on a council. What did you want to do? My ultimate goal was always to be the mayor. I wouldn't have taken that journey five years ago if I didn't want to be the mayor. And uh, here I am. Well, first, I want to say my condolences on the loss of your husband. Uh, I know that had to be a horrific experience for you. Uh, But I also then have to ask you about Mary Kay, because my image of Mary Kay is that pink Cadillac. I have to ask you, did you have a pink Cadillac? (laughs) No, I did not earn the Cadillac, but I earned seven other cars in Mary Kay. And my unit, we, for one year, we did over a quarter million, a quarter million dollars in sales. I had four offspring sales directors, uh, had a great business, but I resigned it all just to run for office. Well, I'm not surprised that you are the mayor because you just, you know, told me in so many words that your whole life has been about challenges, setting the bar really high and accomplishing those goals. Uh, So you became city council person, first black woman on the Ferguson City Council at a time that Ferguson was in turmoil. What was it like when you you took office back in 2015? Well, when I took office back in 2015, Wesley Bell, who is now the prosecuting attorney for uh, St. Louis County, he took office at the same time. And we were like, 
we looked at each other and was like, what are we going to do? And I said, let's do what we do best. Go out and talk to the people. And so we went out, talked to the people, had the people, you know, be encouraged. Working with the people, there were some things that was going on that the city need taken care of. Wesley and I went out and we took care of them. So it was just we knew how to interact with the people. And I think that made a big difference for our uh, time on the council. And one of the things that I shared with you, oh, when I, uh, Mayor Jones, when I called you was that as a commentator for CNN, I was always so disturbed by the images that would the, the media would portray when they would show Ferguson, because I knew that there were you know, men and women like you and Wesley who loved that community, who were working hard. Uh, and who were, you know, really invested in making that community better. So I, I was happy to see that they slowly started to change the images and showing, you know, peaceful protesters. So I, I know the protesters went from what we saw with the military and then just the people who wanted their voices heard, who wanted change. And protesters stayed in the streets of Ferguson for many, many months, didn't they, after the uh, death of Mike Brown? Yes, they stayed out there a long time. <laughs> And um, they wanted change. They wanted to see something different happen. And it made a change. Wesley and I got on a council uh, at the time. We had lost one or the pillows of this community, Brian Fletcher. He came back on the council. He passed away. And then we worked to get another person to take his seat. We worked on the consent decree. So we were willing to do the work to bring about change in Ferguson. We're not finished. We have so much more work left to do, but we are headed in the right direction. And I know one of the the highlights uh, of that aftermath of Mike Brown was actually having Attorney General, then Attorney General Eric Holder, come into the city uh, when, uh, you know, there, there was questions about not just the actions of that one officer, uh, Officer Wilson involved with Mike Brown's shooting, but the pattern and practice and, and the whole history of that Ferguson Police Department. Uh, and it led to, didn't it, the ouster of the then police chief? Yes, we, uh, we lost Chief Jackson. Um, what can I say if they found him not doing good practicing for the people, then he needed to go. And that's for any police officer. If they are not going to protect and serve the people, and if they decide that they're going to do something different than other than what they are sworn to do, then they need to go too. So far, we have pretty good officers right now who are, you know, getting out there, interacting with the community, and that's making a big difference. So, Mayor Jones, it's hard to understand how Ferguson, which has been a predominantly African-American city, how how is it that for so long there weren't African-Americans in the political leadership of the town? I know now there are, what, six or seven African-Americans uh, in positions of leadership in the city, but that wasn't the case pre-2014, 2015. So how did the city go so long without having Black people in leadership in that city? Well, at one time, and the group has reorganized itself, it's called Proud, and they were working to change the makeup and the color of the leadership of Ferguson. However, you know, sometimes people fall asleep 
And when they wake up, they realize that the world has passed them by. And I think that's was that what happened in Ferguson. Uh, being 70% African-American, they just fell asleep and then Mike Brown's situation woke them up. And I know since the uh, protests that happened after Mike Brown, the Urban League has been really involved. I know they built a, a new center uh, in the city, has there been other kinds of developments like that uh, that have been, you know, uh, led to economic, uh, you know, better economic conditions, better housing, better health care, and just better conditions overall for the residents of Ferguson? Yeah, we have a lot. We have had a lot of economic growth. Not only did we get the Urban League, we also have the Boys and Girls Club. That's about. Mm, <laughs> a quarter mile from the Urban League. Uh, we also had Centene come in and made uh, built a call center. We had a hospital come in and put in a clinic for children. So we have had a lot of economic development here. We Starbucks came in. So we are continuing to looking, looking for economic development here in Ferguson. Now I just want to fast forward, uh, Mayor uh, Jones, to George Floyd. So, uh, so much has happened since the the tragic death of Mike Brown. And and now the the, the nation, the the world is captivated by watching that eight minute, 46 second murder of, of George Floyd. What was your response when you saw that video? I was upset. And that's putting it mildly. I, w- I was really outraged simply because it's just inhumane for him to do what he did. Uh, his knee on Floyd's neck and the man is telling you, I can't breathe. But you, but the officer had his hand in his pocket. That would got me because it was like something it was just an everyday occurrence to him. He he didn't care. The, his body language, his facial expression is like, I'm going to do this and I don't care what you are crying for. And it, it was just horrible for him to not treat him as a human being. And he felt like he could take his life and nothing could become of it. Oh, I better leave it right there. (laughs) Well, I know that protesters and activists in Ferguson uh, took to the streets uh, as people all over this country, all over the globe did. And I know some of the protests uh, weren't always as peaceful uh, as uh, we would like for them to be in in situations like this. So what was going on on the grounds uh, in Ferguson after the George Floyd's uh, murder? Well, it started out as peaceful, nonviolent protests. And then that Saturday night, we don't know, it was a turn of events and then it got violent. Uh, the protesters, some of the protesters broke out the windows of the police department, several businesses on Florissant Road. And I, I, we were left, the citizens of Ferguson was left to clean up the aftermath. But what really bothered me is 
It's okay to protest. No one wants to stop anyone from protesting. You have that right. But when you start destroying other people's property, taking away their livelihood and the employees that they employ, then I have a problem with that because you can make a statement. You, When you finish making your statement, you could go run for office, get a seat at the table. But destroying other people's property is not the answer. And I know we see this around the country and sometimes the media just wants to focus on that negative, those negative images. And I think it's incumbent incumbent upon us to make sure that it's balanced and that people know that for the most part, the protesters have been incredibly peaceful. And I saw some incredible images coming out of Ferguson where young people, old people, white people, black people were coming together and lifting their voices in such a positive way, uh, again, supporting what we are all looking for in this situation, which is justice uh, and a change in the police, uh, you know, the way that people police, particularly African-Americans. And growing up in St. Louis, I can remember, you know, being afraid to drive through certain little townships because you knew if you were black, if you were a black male, you were likely to be pulled over. All the fines uh, that, you know, can run up pretty quickly on people. So one of the good things coming out of, of what's happened over the last couple of years is really looking critically at how black people, particularly in towns like Ferguson and others around St. Louis are, are being policed. And I'm just so encouraged to see you in this job and, and not just me, you had some pretty heavy hitters who were offering congratulations to you. I know there was a tweet from Ava DuVernay uh, yeah. giving you a big shout out. And even President Obama got in the game and gave you a, a big congratulations. How did it feel, uh, again, just seeing that that you are now the symbol uh, of change and this, this movement that's happening around the nation where people are, are demanding justice? Well, it's humbling when... I was able to read the tweet from President Obama. I'm like, whoa, everyone has their eye on Ferguson. And so it, it's, a very, it's a very humbling experience. But also, it's a proud day that we have come to a place in history that an African-American woman is the mayor of Ferguson. That's phenomenal. I'm going to leave it at that because I could not have said that any better. Mayor Jones, you are a rock star. Uh, And yes, you have captured the attention of the entire nation. And and just thank you for sitting down with me and sharing what that journey has been like. You're right. All eyes are on Ferguson, Mm -hmm. but in a positive way. We are here. We're cheering for you. We're rooting for you. Uh, I want you to do well. Everyone around the nation wants you to do well. And I just want you to know that you're saying Louis homie is here. And is anything I can ever do to be of service or, or help to you I'll definitely reach out. And again, congratulations on your historic win as the first black woman. Yes. <laughs> of Ferguson and in the state of Missouri. So you go girl. Thanks again. Mayor Jones. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I am just elated. Everyone I know at home is elated uh, that you're in that job. And again, we just know you're going to do big things for the city and we're looking forward to it. So thank you again. I know you got a ton of interviews, so I'm going to let you go. You can just push in this call. And again, thanks. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Please take a moment to share, subscribe, and rate this podcast. 
I always want to hear your thoughts. You can share your comments with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn by following at Ariva Martin. Thanks and be safe out there.